This is Igris, and today we're looking at letters from exactly 60 years ago. We're going back to our uh, to our Chaf Dalits. This is Zion, other of Tavshin Chaf Dalit, so about exactly, you know, close enough. This letter is Lebuches, Tavshin Hey Aleph, and it has a Nakud in it that we're going to dive into in the Shir at large. Uh, I don't want to read the whole letter, the top part of Shamu Bracha, and uh, the Rebbe gives Brachas, and says he'll mention them by the Tzian, and then go down to Bivadai. Uh, or really, So apparently at the end of this letter that this person had sent to the Rebbe, they had asked for a bracha, for a bracha that they should have a positive effect on their surroundings, that they should be an influencer rather than somebody who's influenced. And the Rebbe writes back at length to this request. This is certainly a correct thing to want and a pressing thing to want, to make sure that you are the influencer and not someone who is influenced. It should be understood, says the Rebbe, that everybody has the ability and uh, the possibility to fulfill their task of being a mashpia, an influencer on their surroundings. How exactly to do that? How exactly to do that depends on the people in your area. I remember hearing growing up, and I don't know what the mucker for this is, but it's like an old Jewish expression that uh, that if a Rav wants to have an effect on a town where everyone plays chess, he'd better figure out how to play chess. That's not exactly what the Rebbe is saying here. But, uh, but what he is saying is that exactly how to have a positive effect on your surroundings depends on the people in your surroundings. There's not a one-shoe-fits-all approach. But when it comes to what exactly you should be impacting them, in what area you should be impacting other people, that one does have a one-shoe-fits-all. It's probably the end of Adam. God should be feared and mitzvah should be kept because that is the point of all humanity. The most important thing is getting the job done. Now, Maisuiker, action is what matters most. Ensuring that daily life will be lived according to the Hairaz, according to the teachings of the Torah, which is the Torah of life. So what the Rebbe is saying here is that while there are multiple different ways to have an impact on your surroundings, depending on the unique situation, when it comes to what your impact should be, your impact is always going to be the same no matter where you go. The job of a Jew is to have the impact that more people will fear God, keep mitzvahs, live their daily lives as Jews, according to Teres Enu Teres and then the Rebbe links it to Purim. It says, The days of Purim, the days leading up to Purim, they uh, emphasize this entire point. At the end of the Purim story, it says, Many of the people of the land became Jewish. They became involved in Yiddishkeit. This also applies to the Amaharetz. The uh, ignoramus that is within every single person, that is the Nefesh Bahamis, that is their animalistic soul, the spirit of the animal which goes downwards. What this means here is that in the Purim story, the end of the Purim story is that the Amearetz, the ignoramuses, or the regular people, the dwellers of the land, they became Yidden. And what that means for us practically is that we find people whose Amearetz, who their own internal ignoramus is currently ruling their bodies and leading them to inappropriate behaviors and rear that animal in the right direction. So we do have here is uh, a letter from the Rebbe where he stresses the importance of everyone having an impact on their surroundings, saying that this is, uh, that this is what's the Lashen, nachen v'nachat tzadav v'me'ed, it is appropriate and also incredibly pressing that everybody have an influence, have an impact on their surroundings in a positive way, and that although there are unique ways they might do that, there is uh, always the tapkit of making sure that that influences in a way of terror and mitzvahs and spreading terror and mitzvahs and impacting people's daily lives, and that Purim is part of that theme. Now, this is, of course, an enormous topic. One of the main areas in the Rebbe's Torah is that we need to be mashpia on the Sviva, the idea that goes all the way back to Hayyem Yem, and of course, much further than that, but at least in Hayyem Yem is where it's enshrined in my mind, that a chassid mach the Sviva, that a chassid makes a surrounding around himself, that the idea is that we should be influencing our environment. That's a big topic. Nonetheless, <clears throat> I uh, went through 
uh, went through Igris and a couple sechas to pull out a few examples of how the Rebbe asks us to implement this uh, with the keen understanding that 30, 20 minutes on impacting your surroundings is kind of an impossibly tall order. But I did want to point out some highlights from this theme in the Rebbe's Torah, one of the biggest themes in the Rebbe's Torah, impact on your environment. First of all, just a small piece of a letter that's in Yiddish. <clears throat> I just want to read this one paragraph here. <clears throat> Excuse me. Here the Rebbe says <clears throat> that, uh, I'm sorry, let me read the letter. This is Ches Pei Dalit. It's from Tavshin Tes Zion. And the Rebbe says in this paragraph that the Aveda in general for our generation uh, is not necessarily looking only at the fact that we need to invest in a deep understanding of Torah specifically and Torah Sechasidis, uh, Torah in generally and Torah Sechasidis specifically. So it's not just about in our generation. It's not just about delving into the depths of Torah and the depths of mitzvahs on our end. There is also an additional job, which is the Iker Arbet Peshtaita Tzu Tan Mit Zein. The main avoid that we have to do nowadays is to have a mash, to, to be mashpia, to have an impact on the sviva, on the surroundings, in Gar Pashadazachin, even when it comes to very simple things, uh, even when it comes to daily living. So, what the Rebbe is saying here is that uh, although in general, maybe in the past, the main focus had been to delve into the depths of Torah and delve into the depths of Torah the job of our generation is unique in that our main job, or at least our addition, in addition to that job, an, an, an equally important, perhaps more important part of our job, is to have an impact in our environment uh, in so far that we take gar we take very simple things and instill them in people's lives on a day-to-day basis. That is, instructing people in very practical, simple things like putting on tefillin and keeping Shabbos. Uh, the fact, I, I pointed this out because I wanted you to see this part, uh, that the Aveda von Unzer that when it comes to our generation, the Mashpi on the Sviva is even more important than it was in prior generations. <clears throat> now, uh, where I'd like to limit that, uh, where I'd like to limit that, that Hashpa on the Sviva, if we're just talking about my own my own biases and insecurities, I would like to limit that to Mivtzaim and uh, attendance in Shul, right? So in, in Shul and in my among my Hevra, I can have a positive impact on them. And if I go to Mivtzaim, I'm now uh, armed with sort of the identity of somebody uh, asking people, excuse me, are you Jewish? Would you like to put on tefillin? Uh, but in all other settings, it makes me deeply uncomfortable, as it does most people. Uh, the Rebbe does not accept that at all. The Rebbe, uh, in the other letters that we're about to look at, in the Sikhs we're about to look at, is going to say that this uh, this imperative of the of our generation to have a hashba on the Sviva when it comes even to the Garpash Dazachin, he's going to say applies just about everywhere, even in deeply uncomfortable scenarios. And I would love to show some of them to you. So one of the deeply uncomfortable scenarios is a letter labeled Tavshin Nun Vav. It's one of the earliest letters we have from the Rebbe's from the year uh, from the year Tavshin, I believe. Uh, Tavshin Yud, excuse me, Tavshin Yud, 1950. Uh, and here the Rebbe writes, the letter is labeled, I think I said this already, Tavshin Nun Vav. And somebody writes to the Rebbe saying that they want to send their kids to a non-Chabad school because they are members of the Aguda and also Bishvil HaTachlis. I don't know what Bishvil HaTachlis means, but from the context of the letter, it means he also thought that they'd get better education at the Aguda school. So he wants to send his kids to an Aguda school, uh, first of all, because he's a member of Aguda, and second of all, because he thinks it'll be a better education there. Nonetheless, he is a Lubavitcher, and the Rebbe writes to him and says, I don't agree with either of your reasons. I disagree with both of your reasons not send your kid to a Chabad school. And number one, mashu be'aguda. The fact that you tell me that you are in the Aguda, you're a member of the Aguda, everybody needs to, it's well known that everybody needs to make an effort that they will have an impact on their environment and not that their environment will have an impact on them. Now remember, Aguda is an organization of very from Yidin uh, who are doing the right thing. They're just not necessarily the Babchech Siddim. But here the Rebbe is telling him, you need to make sure that when you're in the environment of the Aguda, you are impacting the Aguda, not that the Aguda is impacting you. Since you have a connection to Chabad, something like that, because it was in the first year. So it must have been 
must mean it was tough shin yod, but like after after yod shvat, I guess. In any event, uh, since you have a shaykh to Chabad, and since you also am a kushin to my father-in-law, the Friedrich Kedeva, and you find yourself in the environment of the Aguda, certainly this is Bashkacha Pratis. So you have to macht von the Agudaniks Chabadniks. See that lotion? He wants you to turn the Agudaniks into Chabadniks. This is the Rebbe's order to him. Is that even when you're around Frumyidin, Gudyidin, who are doing their job properly, if they're not Labavichers, you are your job, since you have a since you have a Shaikhus to Labavich and a connection to the Rebbe, this makes it your priority to have Zamacht von the Agudaniks Chabadniks, to turn the Agudaniks into Chabadniks. And uh, certainly uh, not to let them influence you. So he says, certainly not that you or your wife or your children should, who are Chabadniks should become Agudaniks. That should certainly not happen. So to your, in answer to your first question, to your first uh, proof that, you're, that you should send your kid to the school that's run by Aguda, because you're a member of the Aguda, the Rebbe says the opposite. First of all, you should be having an impact on them and making them more Lubavitch. And second of all, you certainly shouldn't let them impact you and make you, your wife and your children into Aguda sort of Yudin. And there is between them 200 mana and not the opposite. What that almost certainly means in this context is that if you go to Chabad, you get both the advantages of a Gudda and the advantages of a Chabad, whereas when you go to a Gudda, you only get the advantages of a Gudda. Any mana pachozeki, and I'm not going to expand upon this as the devil because it's simple. And any arichas would be unnecessary. And as for his second reason, just interesting, not really for our topic, but uh, but interesting, says, as for your second point, do you think you'll get a better education at a Gudda? Uh, say a person never knows how they're going to become rich and this doesn't just apply to Gashmias, it also applies to Ruchnias, so it's difficult to know exactly which kind of Chinuch will be best for your kids. It says, if you're so sure you know exactly what place to send your kids to school, I have a surprise for you. It's the same rule as uh, as, as getting rich. Nobody knows exactly what will make them wealthy. And any of what we have from this letter for our purposes is that even when we're dealing with other from Yidin, we have a, uh, we have, a, if anybody who has the Lushan here is a Shaykhist to Chabad and he's Kashus to a Rebbe, gives them an obligation to have an impact on that group to make them more Chabad-like. To turn the, from the Agudaniks into Chabadniks. Another place where this is deeply uncomfortable is, of course, in the workplace, where a lot of us are right now, where I am right now. Uh, this is a sicha, not a letter, but I needed it. So it came, so to, wherever you get the information from, right? This one's a sicha. Uh, this is Yotes Kislev Tavshin Lamed Gimel. It's in Teres Menachem, volume 70, on page 240. And it's a really fun sicha. Here, the, uh, the Nebbe talks to somebody, talks hypothetically to somebody who is a boss at work, who has employees, and doesn't want to talk to them about Yiddishkeit. So the Rebbe says, So when you tell a Yid who is a boss, and he has a, he has a Jewish employees working for him, that he should spend some of his time trying to talk to his Jewish employees about strengthening their Yiddishkeit, because they're going to listen to him more since he's their boss. Of course, they're used to receiving things from him in general. So of course, they're going to be willing to receive the things that he's telling them about Yiddishkeit. A person can answer, a person answers and says that they can't do this, uh, and this, that, that, that this isn't their job. Uh, he'll say, He'll say, I hired this certain person to do a certain job. And because of that, I need to pay him for the effort he puts into his job. But how can I talk to him about putting on tefillin or reading kosher, Shemir Shabbos, Atanas Mishbach, and things like that? This boss will say, I'm not a Rav, I'm not a Magid Mesharim, I'm not somebody who's, uh, who's trained to give Moser, Shem and Moser. And my Shaykhaz to him is only that HaKadosh Baruch Hu made me the Shliach to give him Parnasa, but HaKadosh Baruch Hu didn't designate me as his rabbi. So this is the answer that a hypothetical boss might give the Rebbe when the Rebbe tells him you should be influencing your Jewish employees in a positive direction. He will say back, uh, my job, the job that God gave me was to be this person's boss and to be the vehicle for their parnasa, not to be the one who is their rav and their magid meisharim. And as a matter of fact, I'm not their rav and I'm by no means a magid. I want to jump down a little bit. Although all of, all, all of this is gold. You have this all in the WhatsApp group. You should read it. It's just every, every word of this sicha is uh, is fun. But then go down to Yud Gimel. 
Regarding the claim that he's not a Rav, not a Magim Meisharim, who can give Musr, so why should he be the one influencing his colleagues or his co-workers or his employees? The job here, nobody's telling you to paskin, and nobody's telling you to give Musr. We're talking about saving a Jewish person's life. That a Jew should live a Jewish way. To increase their level of chayas, in a way that they would live longer. Meaning that uh, for us, mitzvahs are life. The more of it we have, the longer we spiritually and physically live. Your job is just be peil chayim, to be mashpia chayim. And as a matter of fact, as he says a little bit higher up in the section that we skipped, that's kind of what you do already. If you're if you're his boss and you're giving him money, you're used to giving him what he needs to stay alive. Well, what he needs to stay alive is not just gelt. What he needs to stay alive is also ruchnias. So the Rebbe is talking to somebody who's uncomfortable, discussing Yiddishkeit with his co-workers and telling him, I don't understand where you're coming from. You're telling me that you're not qualified? Uh, I, I don't understand. You're not qualified to give people life. That's exactly what you do. And uh, he, the Rebbe adds in this paragraph down here that uh, the mitzvah, which is to correct people when they're doing the wrong thing, is not something that only applies to a Rav and a Magid or somebody who knows how to do Musr. It's one of the 613 mitzvahs. And certainly anybody who is interested in keeping all 613 mitzvahs will also be interested in this. So we now have two places where the Rebbe specifically wants a hashba and the Sviva that we might not have expected. Place number one is among from people. Uh, if you are a, a Shaykh to Chabad, and Makusha to the Rebbe, then you have to have a hashba on even the Aguta. And we now have also in the workplace, one of the places where nobody wants to do it, <laughs> and the Rebbe pushing and saying, I don't understand your claim. Of course, this needs to happen in the workplace. Here's another one that's pretty surprising. Uh, when we talk about having Ashba on the Sviva, we usually don't talk about small children. Uh, they do it automatically, which is wonderful. But as for children doing a, be, being, being, and, and of course, children of Shluchim are Shluchim themselves. But at the same time, uh, we definitely see a, a line drawn in a lot of places in letters and in Sechas, where a child's job is really to be a Makabel, that we put them in good environments where they receive Ashba from others. And as they get older, they become capable of having a Ashba, having an impact on other people. But Nisah, this is from Yud Tes Nisan that was said to Tzivas Hashem, you'll find it in volume, uh, no volume, because this is his father. So you'll find this from the year 1989. Tavshinam Tes, the third volume on page 32. The Rebbe speaks to Tzivas Hashem and he tells them that they have both jobs, that their job is to mainly be a Makabel, to be a recipient, but at the same time, he expects them to have a Ashba. Uh, we'll read starting here. When it comes to a Jewish child, he has a dual purpose. On one hand, he has the job of being a Makabel, he has to receive from his teachers and from the people who give him chinuch. Let him learn more Torah. But on the other hand, he's expected He's expected to be to be a mashpia and have an impact on his friends and also on his entire environment and specifically about gashim. The Rebbe says, I want to point out, these are not two separate There's really just one task that has two aspects to it. The way that uh, there can be two great two great lights. Even though the, uh, the two great lights being the sun and the moon, even though the sun is a mashpia, the levana is a makabal, nonetheless, this was, uh, this was shaykh to that particular year. Uh, in any event, I wanted to read this paragraph. When two children who both are in Sivas Hashem in Hashem's army, they meet that they can strengthen each other in says here that when two Jewish children meet, they should be trying to both be mashpia on each other and both be makabel from each other because the unique Tapkit of a child is to be both about Mashpia and a Makabal. Nonetheless, 
What we get from here for our purpose is that the idea of having Ashba and the Sviva is not something limited to adults. It is something that is even that even extends to children. One major advantage of having a Ashba on the Sviva is that it gives a person a sense of purpose. And a sense of purpose is exactly what a person needs to combat any sort of uh, any sort of negative feelings, any sort of negative emotions. We have a letter. Uh, this letter is labeled, Hey, Kuf Ayan Hey. It's from the year Tavshin Yud Zion. And here the Rebbe says, I'm responding to your letter where you write about the fact that you have Chesa Shalva Nafshis, that your soul is just uh, not calm. I, I assume this is some sort of an inner emotional turmoil. They're experiencing some degree of emotional turmoil. And the Rebbe effectively tells them that if you have an impact, impact on your environment and meditate on the idea that it is important to have an impact on your environment, that you have something to offer the world at large, you're not going to have these sorts of negative emotions anymore. Let's read some of it. First of all, it should be understood that it's brought in many places that negative emotions come from the other side, come from the side of impurity. That is, that your actual nefesh kiss doesn't have those feelings. Your nefesh kiss is always happy and always in a good mood. So if you're feeling down, it's coming from the outside. It comes from outside. Therefore, it should be understood that since I am my nefesh kiss, I should be able to get rid of these outside factors because these are not native to me. Uh, any negative emotions are not native to a person. So I should be able to kick them out because they come from outside. But of course, not all people, not all situations, but this are the same. And certainly the time that we are discussing this is not always the same either. So of course, situations matter. But in the gen general, there is an overarching principle, which is that if I have a negative feeling, it's coming from outside of me. And since it comes from outside of me, I can conquer it. One way to get around these negative feelings is to have a spudnos, to think very carefully about the fact that every single one of us is one part of a great organization, one, uh, one, one, one member of the environment that we're in, one, uh, I don't know, niche in the ecosystem. There we go, biology. And therefore it is imperative that we don't just receive from our environment, but also have an effect on our environment. Or better said, that they should mainly be mashpia, mainly have an impact on their environment, and only occasionally receive from their environment. And since the main thing that is me is my neshama, and not my physical body, it should be understood then that my main hashba should be on the spiritual aspects of my surroundings. We're going to jump to this last paragraph. The Rebbe says, If you plant this idea firmly in your mind, that you're part of something bigger, you're part of an ecosystem, and your job is to have a spiritual impact on every place you are, and that you have, you, you have the unique tools, the unique ability to do that. <clears throat> when I think about this, <laughs> Poetic. What he says here, that when a person focuses on these things, they will find in themselves incredible reservoirs of internal strength and uh, and um, emotional clarity, and this will allow them to live a more productive life. So in addition to all the other things we talked about, which is that this is an imperative, you don't really have a way around it, the Rebbe is demanding that we have a hashba and our sviva. He's also saying it's going to make you happier. It's going to make you feel more calm. One thing I do want to note before we finish is that there is a footnote to all of this, which is that there's always a danger when a person is interacting with their environment that instead of interacting with their environment, their environment will have an impact on them. In the Lushan of this letter from the Yogoda, that the Yogodaniks will turn will turn the Chabadniks into Yogodaniks, right? There's always a chance that uh, the environment will negatively impact you. <clears throat> How do we combat that threat? And the answer is with one thing and one thing only, and without it, maybe don't even try. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not willing to say that straight up, but I am willing to read a Sikha to you. The Sikha, <clears throat> the sikha is uh, from Tavshin Yud Ches, from Mevarchen Chedish Iyar Tavshin Yud Ches, and it is in Teres Menachem, volume 22. I'm in Sif Yud Beis. 
on page 295. And here the Rebbe says, when Mashiach comes, all, also all of those who have been pushed away to Eretz Ashur and pushed away to Eretz Mitzrayim, they will also get to return. Since we know that the way to bring Mashiach is to spread the wellsprings of Chassidus, and of course from the Baal Shem when he went to meet Mashiach, and Mashiach told him that I'm only going to come when your wellsprings are, are everywhere. This is why we send Shluchim to all places. Ad Ashur all the way to Ashur and all the way to Mitzrayim, to the far reaches of the world. So that there they will spread Chassidus. And prepare the Yidden that are found there for the redemption. I will note before I say the part that I actually want us to read, just this paragraph is uh, is so important and so misunderstood in Chabad at large. I have uh, yet to go to a Fabrengen where I wasn't able to catch people on this particular one. This is a, it, it's a, it's a trick question. If you ask people why the Rebbe made Shlichus or why the Rebbe sent Shluchim, they will very frequently answer because he wanted an increase in Torah and Mitzvahs or one more Jew or making people from, or I don't know, or setting up, setting up mini hotels in vacation areas. I don't mean that. Nobody ever answers that. But people give the strangest answers. The Rebbe says in many circles exactly why he did this. He sent Shluchim to bring Mashiach. That's the, now of course, the way to bring Mashiach is to take the Yidin who are in those locations and uh, prepare them for Geulah by adding one more mitzvah to their lives. But the goal of Shluchas is Mashiach. So the Rebbe says here very clearly, the whole reason I'm sending Shluchim in all of these areas is in order to bring Mashiach and to prepare the world for Mashiach. Oh no. The Rebbe says, when am I comfortable sending a Shluch? When can I send a Shluch to an area where they might be influenced by their surroundings and where they're supposed to be influencing their surroundings? Davka, Kashri Makushab is only when he has realist Kashrus, when they are truly connected to the Rebbe. When a person tries to start doing their own planning, thinking their own way and going, you know, I'm a Shluch, I have some pretty good ideas and I'm not going to do it with this kashas to the Rebbe. I'm going to do it as a community organizer or as somebody who is an expert in nonprofits. I don't know. When your person goes out with that with that attitude, not the attitude of a shliach of the Rebbe who is makusher, but somebody who thinks they're going to use their own das, their own intellect, to figure this out. Even if he decides to go, if he's missing his kashas, I can't send him. If he's not connected to Mesha, the servant of Hashem, it will then be impossible for me to know if I send somebody out who's not kosher to the Rebbe, then it's impossible to know whether he will have an impact on his environment, or God forbid, maybe the opposite. won't just be that he won't have a he will be influenced. So when it comes to making sure that a person is safe in their hashba and their sviva, and that they're going to have an impact on their environment, their environment is not going to have an impact on them. This is achbarach when there's iskashos, when they're connected to Meshur Rabbeinu, the Meshur of the generation, the Rebbe, and therefore are, have the power to make sure that they are going to have an impact on their environment, not the other way around, which uh, means that a person can't use their own das for these things. They have to use the Rebbe's das. And as the Rebbe concludes, Kashri Makushi Kedbai, when somebody does have proper Iskashros, Azai, Ein Kashash, then there's no concern whatsoever. Shari Kashri Lemaila, because then he's tied on high. If you're connected to the Rebbe, you're connected Lemaila. Kibiskamayadua, as the expression goes, that when somebody is connected on high, they will not fall down below. So this last bit is just kind of a warning that, uh, that it is our job to go out and have a hashba on the, on the, on the environment at large. But it's also a risk, and that risk is mitigated through iskashras. Somebody who is out there as a shliach right now and finds their iskashras faltering needs to take a real close look and strengthen that iskashras in order to protect themselves from the negative influences of their environment and also ensure their success. So if we had to summarize everything we've discussed today, we uh, said in the first letter that one of the main themes of Purim is having a positive spiritual impact on your environment. And uh, we said that this is actually not just one of the main themes of Purim, but in our second letter, we said that this is really the calling of the generation. This is the uh, the Avedifon Unzer Dor. This is our generation's main job. 
Uh, we said that this applies even in awkward situations. This applies when it comes to having an impact uh, even on other from Yidin. That's what we saw in our third letter when it came to the Agoda. This applies even in the workplace, uh, whether it's an impact on employees or bosses or co-workers. And to the claim that this isn't your job and this isn't your place, the Rebbe has some pretty strong answers in that fourth letter that we saw. In the uh, fifth entry, which was a sechel, we saw that this also applies even to children, that although children have the main job of being a makabel, they also expect to be mashpia on other children, and that they need to simultaneously be receiving and giving when it comes to uh, when it comes to strengthening their environment. We did say that there are some serious advantages to this. One of the biggest advantages, besides fulfilling your purpose in life, is that it will bring you joy. We saw a letter, this was the letter, uh, this was the letter, hey, kuf ayin hey, that told, uh, in response to somebody who was feeling uh, feeling down or feeling spiritually confused or emotionally confused, that I said, I can solve that for you. Uh, think about the fact that you are in charge of influencing your environment, that your role here is important, and that will take away those feelings. And uh, as a final note, we said that there is a warning to all of this. This is all very important. This is all central to our task as Sinem. And this also will practically positively impact our lives. But it comes with a rule, and that is that there must be a skashus, because without his skashus, without connecting to the Rebbe before doing it, while doing it throughout the entire process, having a state of his skashus, the person opens themselves up to the very real risk that instead of impacting their environment, they might, God forbid, be impacted. Okay, that's it. Thank you very much.